Thanks for joining us for another Making an Impression, The Sketches. We welcome back the wonderful Darren Altman and making her debut on the show, the phenomenal Hannah East. We discuss how Hannah approaches male voices and we hear her amazing football manager impressions. Darren explores beige impressions and how to find a way into them. We look at having serious jobs while doing silly voices in your spare time. And we politely disagree about the part pitch plays in impressions. Three great sketches, including the voices of Bjork, Lady Gaga, Boris, Paul O'Grady, Sean Bean, Sugar, Toxfig, Millican, and so many more. Enjoy. great this week to have a new voice at least a new voice to making an impression uh so let's welcome her straight away it's hannah east Anna, how are you i'm good thank you thanks for inviting me onto the show it's uh, good to be here you've got some brilliant youtube videos and they're well, you do you do lots of different videos but let's 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 stick with the impressions at the moment <laughs> Uh, and you take on uh, about five different football managers. You go with the the, the full Sean Dyche with the wig and the whole thing. How did you get into doing uh, male football managers? Well, it's, it's, it's a random one. I started actually when I was about nine years old and my local radio station uh, used to call me up and ask me to do different um, impressions every week, of different soap stars, TV stars, whatever. So I'd, I'd be nine-year-old Hannah from Yorkshire and I'd go onto the radio and then they'd say, can you speak like Fred Elliott from Coronation Street? So I'd be like, okay then. And then, it's not in my nature, Ashley. And they'd be like, wow, this, this nine-year-old child is imitating a man. And there's always been a bit of a stigma around it because you know yeah. sometimes on, on youtube i put a roy Keane video out there some guys just can't understand a female that a would do it in the first place or that marginally might sound like roy Keane. yeah so it's a very very dangerous territory to go on um especially football fans if you get the the wrong type of person watching it you just get like pounced with abuse <laughs> doing uh, a voice that's not not your gender voice as it were yeah. is something we've talked about on previous episodes of making an impression it's something we'll, we'll talk about a bit later on but great to have you with us and also joining us it's uh, a making an impression stalwart he's a as a regular one of our favorites and he's giving me a huge thumbs up as we speak it's darren altman darren how are you i'm very well how are you doing simon thank you for having me back well, it's great to have you back. You were on the first show, weren't you, with uh, Danny Postal? We had a few little hiccups along the way, but it was fun, wasn't it? It was good fun. It's good, and we haven't got like that any hiccups today, so that's uh, that's great. That's a little in joke for uh, for uh, the performers. <laughs> Darren is referring to the fact we just we just lost him on video for about five minutes, but he's back and looking yes. uh, sparkling. Uh, what have you been up to in uh, in the meantime? Apart from getting angry about Spurs, as I have. Oh, don't listen. That's a, that's a di that's a discussion for another day. Um, what have I been up to? Been busy with voiceovers. Lots of different things. Lots of projects on the go. Um, and I've been putting a lot of content out on instagram and tiktok and uh being busy doing that so lots of filming it's all good it's all good thanks 
Hannah, you put loads of stuff out. So we, we talked about your YouTube videos of all the football managers, but you also yeah. do fitness videos. Um, tell us about that, because that's, that's such a departure. It is. And uh, it's, it is random. I, I used to swim competitively. So I kind of got into media um, from the get go really was um, when I was a contestant on the Gladiators, the last uh, TV show, the last series of it. And uh, I, it was one day Caroline Flack was getting a lip gloss done or something. Ian Wright said, uh, who I was, I'm a huge football fan. I was a huge fan of Ian Wright. And he said, oh, um, can you just read Caroline's auto cue for me? So I was like, okay, then. So I read it and I put a few voices on, uh, just being a bit silly messing about. And then he kind of said, you should you should be a TV presenter, at which time I just trained at university to be an occupational therapist, which was nothing to yeah. do, obviously, with uh, the route that I've gone down. But fitness and coaching and swimming has always been a, a big part of my life. And that's kind of, I think, throughout lockdown, all, you know, um, stand up comedy stopped and everything you know tv presenting work that i do is, is stopped for temporarily so it's been a way of me helping people to keep fit so mm. it wasn't an intentional thing last year it's just been a thing that you know helping people and doing regular fitness sessions darren you are a, a rippling uh muscle of, a, of an athlete really um <laughs> like like myself mm. um you know you often call me don't you when you're on your walk <laughs> your, your well, middle-aged old geezer walk around the park we like to compare posing pouches which is which is good <laughs> i'm a cyclist I, I do a lot of cycling so that's that's kind of my my thing and i i always think feel that it's a great way of pretending that you're putting a lot of effort in when in truth you spend half the time coasting and um you know it, i'm not sure how much good it's doing me but anyway at my age who cares i'm i'm used to going into the gym i ran the marathon on my own last year i did when it was in lockdown so i i, I ran 26.2 miles on my own which was the hardest thing i've ever done wow. it was brutal the sideways rain gale I mean, it was awful it was it yeah. was horrendous but since then i've just had well four injections into my neck because i've got some wear and tear i've got two torn discs in my back i'm stretching every three hours i feel like <laughs> honestly i've gone from hero to, to zero it's 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 amazing how and, and the doctor, when, when, when I told him I had a really bad pain in the neck, I said, you know, we did an MRI scan and got the results back. And um, I said, what is it? And he said, well, he said, I won't call it arthritis. So let's just say it's wear and tear, shall we? And I thought, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's a doctor being kind. Um, yeah. Moving on. You know what I think we'll do? We're going to do a sketch. Um, yes, that's partly why we're here. Uh, so let's start with a sketch by a writer new to making an impression. So we've got a couple of debutantes uh, on the show today. Uh, and this is Jennifer Walker, who got in touch with me recently and asked uh, if uh, she could write for the show. And I really like this sketch. It's called Boris Steps Back. And we've got <coughs> several voices here. So we've got Owen Wilson, and I'm going to take uh, Owen Wilson on. We've got Boris and that's, uh, that's a shoo-in for Darren. And then we have uh, Lady Gaga, which is clearly here up Hannah's street. And we've also got uh, Miley Cyrus, another one for you, Hannah. But that's it. That's everybody. Right. So if everyone's ready, we're going to do this sketch. Uh, Boris steps back. Wow. Hey, great housewarming, Boris. Everyone who's anyone in California is here. 
uh, uh, more uh, populous uh, than Matt Hancock's WhatsApp group. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's Mr. Wilson, uh, isn't it? Wow, call me Owen. Yep, I, I live in the house next door, the one in all the shade. Well, uh, sorry, uh, sorry about that. I got to have a uh, got to have a few uh, union flying uh, flags. Uh, let people know how uh, how patriotic I am. Yes. Ah, so so why did you move to the states then? Ah, uh, no, uh, no choice. Uh, I'm afraid uh, the the those closest to me were were being upset by all the the sleaze in the in the British press. Oh, your your family? No, 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 no. Not that exponentially growing bunch of parasites, the, the, the Tory party, a uh, bunch of bedwetters. No, no, no. Uh, I thought I'd better get out of the, the media uh, spotlight for a bit. Uh, keep a low profile and uh, not draw uh, attention to myself. Wow, like, like Meghan and Harry. Uh, were, you, were you listening to me? Hey, Boris. Ah, Ms. Uh, Ms. Gagoo. Gaga. Lady Gaga. Really? I, I, I don't know your family. Uh, you must be married to a, a Libra peer. I can assure you, Boris, Lady Gaga is peerless. So what are you going to do over here? Have you got a Netflix deal? Oh, yes, yes, and, and, and a good one, uh, too. Uh, yes, uh, gone for the thirteen ninety nine premium so I can watch Tiger King in Ultra HD. I spent hours and hours last year just staring in, in disbelief at that eccentric man with the strange hair. Joe Exotic? No, 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 no. Chris Whitty, yes, which is why I want to catch up on the streamers now. And what about Oprah? Well, I, I will miss the, the tragedies, but I, I can't be seen to uh, uh, complacently watch the, the bodies pile high. No, no, I, I just need a clean living, uh, non-controversial, non-sleazy life for a few months until all the trouble back home blows over. Oh, have Oris want to dance? Uh, leading Hannah Montana around the floor. <laughs> could, there, could there be a less sleazy activity than that? Yeah, uh, oh, and everyone, uh, don't forget there's a big empty bowl on the uh, coffee table. Yes, I, I think you all know what I, what I want you to put in there. Now, that is sleazy, Boris. What? No, 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 I just want donations uh, to help me renovate this place. Uh, it's too bright, too vibrant. Uh, it needs uh, neutralising. Yes, uh, sitting across from a wall of dull beige and nothingness uh, will make me feel like I'm, I'm back in the commons. I'm sorry, Boris. I judge, misjudge you. Come on, I'll teach you how to twerk around the flagpoles in your front garden. It's the lightest thing. Ah, exercise and fresh air. Yes, I feel more wholesome already. Excellent, excellent, very, very good. I love that, uh, Boris. As ever, solid as a rock from Darren. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you did really well with the uh, Lady Gaga. So I, I can't even think, Hannah, how <laughs> Lady Gaga talks. But that, as soon as she did that, I thought, yeah, oh, that's it. Very, very beige, just American. You kind of hope that she would have something to to feed from, but she's very. Um, I've listened to a lot of Lady Gaga since uh, you asked me to come on the show, and I was like, oh gosh, she's quite. She's actually quite bland as a with her tone and everything. So it was. She's got a little bit of gravel in her voice, but that's pretty much American with a bit of gravel thrown in. Yeah, so. I mean, I think I think that's right. Whereas Miley Cyrus, you you have much more to get your teeth into. Yeah, and teeth as well, because you know she does have her sort of she's you know teeth are very yeah. sort of pro very nice teeth, but very prominent at the front of her mouth, so that needs to kind of reflect in your in your voice while you're speaking. So um, yeah, interesting. Never tried them before. 
we've talked about in the past about how the physicality of your target can influence the way that you go about making the sounds mm. you know so you know i i would always do i don't always go back to chris eubank because i've only got three impressions in my uh, <laughs> armory now but you know with chris eubank i'll always uh, widen my mouth and, and and get my tongue you know somewhere stuck uh, behind the lips in this way and it's it, by widening my mouth you know i'm getting all this uh, the sound that uh, chris uh, makes <laughs> and it's interesting uh, whereas i mean darren we were talking about lady gaga being bland mm. a lot of impressions are bland and some you as an impressionist you sometimes you've got to find something in it that you say yeah there's a hook it might be tiny how, how what how do you approach a bland impression because you might be asked to do one for a job yeah. and then you think god there's nothing there you know i voice a lot of jeremy clarkson as you know for car dealerships and stuff like that so i mean jeremy clarkson's is yep. great it's it's that that inflection um I won't bore your listeners with him but sometimes occasionally i get uh, asked to do james may or uh, richard hammond and that's where i just go um, oh it's really really tough really tough uh, first of all i don't know anything about cars so i haven't got a clue um but secondly so i don't really watch top gear per se but just listening to them and watching interviews it's 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 not like they're sort of bumbling or they're even sort of got big characters i mean james may has sort of got he's, he's quite you know upper class and has got the sort of upper middle class thing but it's it, his voice is just there's nothing to hang hang on at the you know as far as i can I can no. tell, and you've had the discussion before with people like David Cameron and uh, Cameron and Nick Clegg, quite sort of vanilla, if you know what I mean. That's mm. where, and again, you've discussed it before on the podcast, uh, where maybe looking at other impressionists can sort of give you a way in, uh, even though that may be cheating, I suppose, in, in a little bit, just because they, they may find something that, that you may not, and that may you, lead you deeper into, into the person's voice, and you can revisit it and go, oh, right, now I've got it. Well, it, interestingly, I mean, not, not that interesting, of course, but uh, I just uh, was trying to get Owen Wilson, who I've never done before, and I watched, <laughs> I watched an impressionist do him rather than watch Owen Wilson. Mm. Because, yeah. well, I watched Owen Wilson for a minute, I thought, I can't, there's not a lot there. And then when you see the impressionist, you're like, oh, wow, wow, all that stuff. Yeah. Then it helps you, it gives you a little way in to the voice yeah. that you can you can work with. Mm. Hannah, I wanted to ask you, you, know, you, you have a proper job, a serious job as a sports <laughs> presenter. Yeah. How does putting on a bald wig and painting <laughs> a, a ginger little goatee on to become Sean Dyche, you know, and, and completely lose yourself in these impressions, how does that square with having a serious job and does it do you do you feel as any does it impact in any way um, well I actually have another proper job as well um, I run me and my husband run a student yeah we run a student letting company in Loughborough so throughout the day I'm kind of like today I've actually been out inspecting uh, houses and I've actually had my arm down a toilet that was blocked uh, about a couple of hours ago um, but yeah the, the TV presenting side of things is generally uh, events which will be weekends football matches rugby matches uh, cycling that kind of thing um, so I've always mm. kind of sort of suppressed this side of you know doing impressions and putting content out there just because 
because you have that fear of maybe if I put a, a, a wig on and paint a, um, something on my face uh, as a, a moustache and then I go for a, a screen test to get a job on Sky presenting the golf or something, are people going to take me seriously when I was dressed up like Sean Dyche the night before? I'm not sure. So yes. I think lockdown has done me a favour because yeah. I thought, well, it doesn't matter because there's no presenting jobs going, just just to go with it and, and lose your inhibitions a little bit. And I had so much fun doing it. It's fabulously uninhibited. I think that's the thing I was actually yeah. I was talking to Darren about you when we were when you because you, you you've been very kindly stepped in fairly late on for for Katya Kavinga who had to go off to LA for a an audition and I was saying to Darren I just love your attack because you you leave nothing you know the, you you leave all inhibitions at the door uh, yeah. of YouTube and just go for it and I think that's there's a there's so much to be said for that Darren you you know you you got to the semi-final of britain's got talent you've done loads and loads of uh, live stuff mm. is there ever a time when you're on stage and you're not in your mind you're not darren altman you lose yourself in all of these characters because for me i was always simon i never shook that off even when i did acting i did sketch comedy i'd never quite let everything go to become my characters Anna, you you've done a you've done some stand up haven't you it's yes. it's how long have you been been doing that only for about a year and a half so that I actually got the courage to do it because yeah. um I you know I've always although go it's very different people think oh, if you work on a tv program surely you've got the confidence to go and do stand up but it's two very different things I see yeah. tv presenting you could be on the tv in the background while people are eating their dinner and they don't yeah. go oh can you turn that off because that woman's so annoying her voice is irritating you're there to hold things together people aren't there yeah. necessarily to watch you it's about who you're interviewing but it's really yeah. interesting what you said Darren because I'm so used to having things scripted um i find it really difficult doing stand-up and ad-libbing so you might have an audience member that'll say something or you know heckle a little bit and you can have a bit of banter with them but mm. i find that really difficult because then i think oh if i've only got a 15 minute set i need to get all that content in in 15 minutes and and i find that really hard and i know a lot of people that uh, have been doing from workshops and stuff i've done throughout lockdown everyone's pretty much saying the same thing i need to relax a bit and go a bit more off the cuff and have more fun with it because yeah. I think people are appreciating the art industry so much more when we can get back into what we all love to do. And I think the interaction thing, what you were saying, is is really important. It, it, yeah. it just, I think my not downfall, the thing that I'm that I need to work on and improve, like you say, is being just being more human and like mm. looking at the audience and and picking up things. You know, if you see something, you can react to it. You know, we're not we, we we're not stuck and obliged to stick vehemently to our act. You know, we can yeah. we've got that luxury. And I think yeah, you're absolutely right. That's something that I I personally need to need to, to work on just to have that freedom and to be able to react and be and be in the moment more. yeah and then hopefully people can relate a bit more yeah yeah i'm gonna have to say i i was like darren i think probably tended to be because i knew my my set worked i tended to stick with it because i thought if i go off and make a mess of it i could lose them and and you know getting them back can be difficult um, but i do remember doing a corporate day where i had to do eight half hour shows uh because there were so many people there you know in attendance so i had to do this show separately and i just went completely off piste and after about 
well, after the first show, I just was flying. And it's, it's amazing how you, you start trusting yourself, uh, just to be funny, to be, to hold it all together. And, um, it was one of those days where I sort of came away from it thinking, God, I've nailed this, uh, this free flowing, <laughs> you know, anything goes thing, but I never took it onto a, a stand up stage, you know, okay for a corporate day. Um, but it's just a bit too scary. Um, so I always admire people who can just go for it like that. I've done a, I've done a quite a bit like like Hannah over lockdown, and I've done a few live streams over um, uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, and uh, what I've been interviewed, and people have just sort of said, you know, show me what you do, and I've just laughed and and joked and so much, and I've grabbed my Boris yeah. wig and I've did my Boris and I judged it up and i went into my gordon ramsay and then i put my bald <laughs> yeah. cap on and i was doing greg wallace who i love to do now and i just felt so because i was in my studio i was staring at my phone there were people there were about four people all killing themselves laughing and i just thought to myself bloody hell if i could take that feeling onto yeah. a stage i would be a completely different performer yeah. Just so relaxed, so at ease, laughing, joking, being stupid, yeah. being silly. And yet when I'm on stage, it's like, oh, you've got to make the audience laugh. You've got to be funny. It's like a real <laughs> obligation. I, I, I wonder if the thing is I wonder if the thing is to take that attitude to a, a low-key, low-stakes gig and, and work mm. up from lower-stakes gigs to something a bit more meaningful yeah. and, and carry it with you because I think it's – it's not it's a kind of a learned skill but it's within you it's something but it's learning to express it i think that's mm. the that's yes. the key to it and it is uh, you know having been a stand up for 20 years i i can vouch for how tough it is look i tell you what why don't we do another sketch uh, this is uh well it hasn't got a oh, celebrity blind date it's by Kev, uh, Kevin Hopgood, who's uh, written loads of stuff for the show so far, and he's a great writer. I really love his work. Uh, in this sketch, we have Paul O'Grady, who's the presenter. That's going to be Darren, who's very kindly <laughs> agreed to take this on because he's not really done Paul O'Grady before, but the pair of us were fighting not to do it. Um, <laughs> and I, I just came up with that, and it was rubbish. And, you know, anyway, so you're going to do Paul O'Grady. <laughs> I'm going to do Sean Bean because I'm going to do generic Yorkshireman. Then we have Bjork, Hannah. That's yep. uh, obviously for you. And those are all the characters, except for somewhere along the way, I've got to do, I've got to do Smeagol. Does that mean it doesn't mean anything to me? It's Lord of the Rings or something, isn't it? Um, I was going to say, so you. you'll have, to, yeah, you'll, have, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to forgive my Smeagol. Um, Okay, so this is Celebrity Blind Date. Take it away, Paul O'Grady. Welcome back to Celebrity Blind Date. Last week, Icelandic pop princess Bjork met actor and professional Yorkshireman Sean Bean. Let's bring them on, shall we? Let's hear it for Bjork and Sean. <laughs> you all right, kid? What are you wearing? It's a marlin. You've got a bloody marlin on a red. It's endangered species. You, you nearly had my damn eye out. Now, you you two went on a walking holiday in Iceland. Now, were there volcanic eruptions, or was it a case of take a hike? When screen go back, I think I see a Norse god. Odin? Odin. Thor? Oh, sorry, that's you. <laughs> don't, 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 don't step on me lines, you bastard. Step on me lines, sorry about that. <laughs> Odin? Thor? No, more lucky, God of mischief. 
Yeah, I were up for that. Bloody Eddleston. I like his eyebrows. He looked like mischievous imp. So, Sean, what do you make of our Bjork when the screen went back? I couldn't see her. She's that short. Put a crick in my neck just looking down at her. Sean is a tall man. He like mountain troll. And what was she wearing? It looked like West Riding Roadkill. Was protest about fur trade. Yeah, it bloody stank. Now, I'm detecting a bit of tension there. Tell us about your date, my loves. Reykjavik's got some amazing hotels. We weren't in any of them. Camping. <sighs> Camping on a bloody glacier. It's only way to appreciate the true majesty of Iceland, the splendour of the northern lights, the breathtaking beauty of our world-famous waterfall. Volcanic eruptions, lava flows, bloody bears. I had enough of that shit on Game of Thrones. You were on that show? Yeah, you might have missed me. I got killed early on. I love that show, so primal. All those sweaty dwarfs and furry toad hobbits. Ah, nah, nah, that was that were Lord at Rings. Oh, they killed me off early on that one and all. Here, listen to this. Moan down in a hail of arrows I was. Look like a bloody porcupine. Oh, that brilliant, do it again. Precious, my precious, where's my precious ring? It's in the travel lodge across the road, come on. Hey, what do you think you're doing? Shove it, you scalps twat. Someone get me coat, think I've pulled? Not Sean, Smeagol. Yes, mistress. <laughs> that, that kind of brought me nicely onto Sean Dyche. I don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> your Sean Bean's great. Your Yorkshire, um, your Yorkshire accent's great. Wonderful. Well, you know what? I'm uh, I'm all the way from North London. I ought to be able to do a Yorkshire accent. Come on, let's face it. Uh, thank you for that. And I, I love that. It was, it was a lot of fun. I love Bjork. You got that uh, slightly twee <laughs> upper sort of tone. Now that was great. <laughs> As I've never never done Bjork before, or Lady Gaga, or Miley Cyrus. You, you tested me today, so yeah. Well, that's uh, all right. Thanks for listening. You've so far. <laughs> with flying colours. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And uh, you're a Grady. It was good. Really, really good. Uh, do you know what? I, I, it's one of those things I just, I just gave him a brief listen to. And I, I exaggerated it, really, because if you, if you watch um, clips of his dog show, he's being really, you know, uh, sensitive and caring, talking about the dogs and it's all more like that. But, you know, when you listen to his, uh, what's the character he does? You know, that um, yeah, Lily, Lily Savage. Savage yeah. It's all out there, yeah. isn't it? So um, it's just trying to flex yeah. it up a bit more. <laughs> well, it was great. It was a really great, great impression. Uh, so I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun, even notwithstanding the uh, the throat shredder at the end. Let's have a chat about that, Anna. We, we spoke about it earlier on. The, the business of taking on uh, well let, let's do sean dyche first because i tell you for why in in the the first time sean dyche came up in a sketch right i, I did sean dyche like that you know basically just talking like i've got something stuck right down the back of my throat right so i did him the first time the, the second time he came up in a sketch <laughs> luckily josh berry took him on uh and i did oh, i did clop you know this like that and clop and blah blah, sure. blah blah um but you do you do both of those for sure no that's that's a lovely pickup isn't it for yeah. sure for sure I, I just love the idea of you taking those on what what uh, let, let's have a little let's have a die shot okay 
straight away. Okay, okay so let, let's go on. Hit, hit me with right. Daesh. Hit me so, with Daesh. Uh, yeah, when I'm just watching Sean Daesh, normally I just, uh, well, you know, we're not going to win the league. We know that, you know, but to avoid relegation for the lads, it'd be really, really good. Yeah. And then you're not in this moment for sure. Let me be clear. You know, we are not Liverpool. We will not <laughs> win the league this season for sure. So I always need that little bit of uh, for sure at the beginning. And then we go, uh, Pep, yeah. you know, we talk about uh, City, uh, you know, we, we win the league. It is fantastic. Uh, but uh, then we go to Kante and, you know, we keep <laughs> it tone, very monotone. And then we go back to Sean Dyche. You know, it's uh, talking about the league all the time. You know. <laughs> oh, I so, love it. I love that. I mean, the Dyche is just, it's, I mean, they're all great. The, the Dyche is just a thing of beauty. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. To you. I mean, where, where are you? Where are you getting that gravel from? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't, it just, it just happens. I, I, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, it just, it is. You, you've absolutely nailed it. And you, you do, uh, Roy Keane. Yes. Yeah. Go on, um, come on, let's so, hear that, Roy. Go on, Gary. Gary, we said it before. The game, he's not a good keeper. No, don't show me the stats. I don't need to see the stats. He's not a good keeper. No. <laughs> I have to be really careful. I get really nervous when people ask me to do Roy Keane because, uh, or they'll be like, do Jamie Carragher or do Roy Keane. And you kind of have to just take a moment because if you, if you do Roy Keane and it's shit, then everyone's going to be like, she cannot do impressions full stop forever. <laughs> like just yeah. cross her name off. So you have to be really, really careful. I was going to say, I tried to have a go at him recently and my <clears throat> way in, if you like, it was, um, you know, I thought they were very poor, very poor tonight. You know, I didn't think they played well. <laughs> well at all be poor and that for me is uh i mean <laughs> you've got it more nailed on than me but i'll have to i'll have to watch it but that was that was my way in i, I think al foran we had al foran on the show recently and al uh is probably the gold standard i actually i actually interviewed al in the studio at new tv and he, we i was getting him to do impressions and he was doing yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic yeah He's absolutely fantastic. And it, the interesting thing, we talked about Roy Keane, and I said, you know, the funny thing about Roy Keane is he's, his persona is of this gruff, aggressive, surly, difficult man. And so you sense, you know, you think his voice ought to match that. But actually, Al was doing it was in this very sort of lilty, sort of soft way. And in the way that, the, the way that he did it actually added menace. Yeah as opposed to detracting from it, so that even though the voice was kind of sing-song and lilty, you just felt, oh, yeah, you don't want to don't mess with him. <laughs> <laughs> it is brilliant. What, this is the thing about taking on voices. I, we, we had Alistair McGowan on, who used to do a brilliant Joe Brand, but then Joe Brand's voice lent itself to, because, it, you know, uh, uh, down there somewhere. Uh, Darren, do you, do you take on any female the, voices? The only one I do is Joe Brand, really. Um, right. I, I, yeah. I, I think I'm aware of, and when you do Joe Brand, you have to get your essays and you have to make sure that everything <laughs> you say is in this. <laughs> you have to talk about chocolate and cake and telling all men to bog off. And it helps with put, put my hands behind my back. And that's what you do when you do your Joe Brand, you see. <laughs> that's great and and, and what, of course what you've got there is the music of her speech pattern haven't you is that da, 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 da. and i i think it's what we talk about pitch a lot on this show and i don't think it matters that you have a female voice i mean actually you're, you're sean dyche you've nailed the male voice as it were the maleness in his voice with your other male impressions you 
you you still retain your your female voice. Yeah. Yet com- you completely sell those impressions by what by virtue of the the music of them and the the, the language and the delivery. And I think that that's a lesson because we we talked to Danny Postel about this, who does a fantastic Diane Abbott. Yeah. Um, but Danny's voice is quite high pitched, but yeah. he can also do Boris. And he can just take on voices that are lower. And I just wonder whether, I don't know whether you'd agree with me, that pitch might be the least important element of, the, of an impression. Maybe that's too much of a, of a, you know, kind of a broad brush statement. What do you think? I, I would disagree, actually. I would say in order to nail a voice, you've really... Right, I'm cutting you off now. So, that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I just, it's just that I'm, the thing is, I'm a musician and I've got like quite an acute ear. So, I mean, yeah. I, I probably hear... I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be poncy or, or holier than thou, but I, I can hear things, that, you know, and if, if, if it's not in the right register... Like, for example, I was doing Harry Kane. And I was sort of doing Harry Kane like that, putting the tongue at the top of my mouth and talking about Tottenham Hotspur and, uh, you know, I was going to win the uh, you know the Champions League. <laughs> Uh, come on, you Spurs. But then I realised that that was far too deep and I just made him sound like an idiot. So if I put him at my sort yeah. of normal pitch, which is a bit more up like that, and still retain that sort of, you know, thing with a tongue at the top of the head, now you're sort of sounding a bit more like him as opposed to sort of dropping your voice like that. So I think, you know, yeah. pitches, I, I think it's, well, it's everything, isn't it? It's everything. It, it, I, I, well, all right, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Because, I mean, look, you remember on, in the first show, we did the three Morgans, right? We did, we did the three Morgan <laughs> Freemans. So my, I'm probably the most naturally Morgan Freemanish. You know, blah, 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 blah. You were doing it more in the, sli- you were doing it in a slightly higher pitch. And then we had Danny, <laughs> Danny Postill. It was... <laughs> Well, now, yes, by Andrew Dufresne. And, and then we had the very high pitch of, of and the truth of it is none of us really nailed it very well. But I, I honestly believe you, you can you can sell us, you know, because Danny, Danny's voice is, is really naturally in the higher pitch, but he can do impressions across a range. Mm. I, think he, I think he nails it. But there we are, it's just personal view. I, I, I think Hannah, not, you know, is, is nailing all of these male voices. And it's genius. It's it's. It's in the music. It's in the. It's in the intonation. That's. Uh, listen, that's me. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> it's my show. I, I don't care what you think. It's my, my show. show. My anyway, um, yeah. If you, if you disagree, you're going to be cut out in the edit anyway. So <laughs> say what you want. Yeah, that's going out. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hit the the last sketch today, and this is Lord Sugar does the Apprentice. This is by Rachel E. Thorne. Uh, Rachel is she's written loads of sketches for the podcast. And uh, I'm pleased to say she's also joined the podcast as script editor. Uh, she's great. Um, so what we have here is a BBC trailer voice, which I'll, I guess I'll take on. Then we've got Alan Sugar. That's uh, that's a shoo-in for Darren. We also have Lorraine Kelly, Sandy Toxvik, Alex Jones. All of those are for Hannah. And then we've got Ant and Deck. I'm going to do Ant because I can't do Deck. I can't do Ant either, for that matter. But anyway, so there we are. Those are the the voices, and uh, it's Lord Sugar does the Apprentice this year. Now I'm I'm a businessman, right? A product man. Amstrad computers, right? Now, what do you mean you've never heard of them? Shut it. The people's millionaire. Now, I, I started out in the East End, flogging stuff door to door, right? Sort of the bleeding earth. Lord Sugar. Oi! It's Sir Alan to you. Sir Alan. 
no, no, no. You, you were right. You were right. The, uh, Lord Sugar? Yeah, carry on. Is on a new mission. I've got one question for you right now. I've been on primetime TV for 15 years. Right now, I'm in the House of Bloody Lords. So why does no one like me? Lord Sugar is the apprentice. For this week's task, I've got to learn how to be likeable. Right now, so I've lined up the most pleasant people on earth. Lorraine Kelly, what's the secret? Well, you really, really need to smile more, Alan, because I'm always smiling. But I haven't got any bleeding teeth. Right now, Sandy Toxvig, what's the trick? So I find a, uh, a wry sense of humour works wonders alongside a general air of aloof intelligence. You know, you know I don't do intelligence. Now, I, I had Nick and Margaret for that. Alex Jones, uh, now you present the most tedious show in Britain. Uh, why do people like you? Well, I've actually got a lovely Welsh accent, Alan, and it gives me all kinds of character. I don't even need a personality. Well, God knows I ain't one of them. Uh, what, what about you, Deck and Dom? Oh, you mean Anton Deck? Uh, no, 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 I know what I bloody well mean. Now, why do people like you? Well, I, I think they're the envy. I think they envy our friendship. That's right. We're just local lads, aren't we? Local millionaire lads. Now, I'm a local millionaire lad, but, but I'm not Geordie. Maybe that's it. Sarah, should I try to be a Geordie? Eh, no, I think it's easier to fake an orgasm than fake being a Geordie. Loads of impressionists try it and they just don't quite get the accent right. I don't bloody believe it. I'm never going to win this task. I'm going to be fired. Well, I can help you. Piers Morgan, you've never helped anybody in your life. Shut it. I can stop you being fired. Go on, then. Now, just, just walk off set. Then you can do whatever you like without, crucially, without being fired. Oh, that, oh that's genius. Yeah, yeah. Dinner at the Ivy. Great, yeah, but you're paying, yeah? I'm a little bit unemployed at the moment. <laughs> there it is, excellent stuff. Well done on, on that, you two. Um, fantastic range of voices there, Hannah. I, I love them all. They were all, they were all really, really spot on. Um, and uh, Darren, well, you know, a masterful sugar. Um, That's unbelievable. That's the best Lord Sugar I've heard from oh, uh, thank you. impersonation. Well, Amazing. My dad grew up uh, in the east end of London, where he's from, sort of Hackney, Stoke Newington, you know, so I suppose it's in the blood, really. It's absolutely nailed on. And uh, I realised I missed a line and you took it for me. So thank you for that. Um, I was supposed to be, I was supposed to say, you mean Ant and Deck? But then I was so worried about <laughs> my one line, we're just local lads, aren't we, that um, I forgot to say it. So uh, you took it on anyway. So what the hell? Um, <laughs> That was good stuff. Um, these things happen in uh, making an impression. Uh, these are, you know, these are effectively table reads, uh, and we cock things up, don't we? That's what we do. Well, look, you know, this has been uh, this has been enormous fun. I've really enjoyed working with with you, Hannah, for the first time, and I do hope mm. you will come and join us again on making an Absolutely. impression. Uh, yeah. I, I think we have found a star. 
well, you already were a star, just just in in making an impression in terms. Just just a strange female putting wigs on. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. Impersonating uh, you... men in my bedroom. It's awkward when I've I've gone to the joke shop and buy a, a wig for say like Harry Redknapp or somebody, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, you're going to a fancy dress party?" And it's like, "No, no, I'm just going to go in my bedroom and make a video for YouTube of uh, Harry Redknapp." It's like <laughs> it's a bit weird, but it's okay. We're all different. It is, it, but it's 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 delightfully weird, and uh, we we're, we're delighted. To have you on the show. Thank you so much you. For, for joining us this week. And of course, as ever, thanks to Darren Altman for doing all those brilliant voices and being such a brilliant guest. Darren, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll see you again. And you'll be back on the show, but I'm sure in between times we'll have uh, plenty of conversations about our shit team. Yes, the team that it's like it's like the Scottish play, isn't it? The team that shall not be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly right. <laughs> well, that's it. Thanks everybody for joining us, and uh, join us next time on Making Impression: The Sketches. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not drop us a five-star review and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or your chosen podcast platform. Come and follow us on Twitter at Voice Maestros. I'll be dropping clips of the recordings, bits of inside info, links to the shows, and there's all that and more, including all the sketches on our website, www.voicemaestros.com. Oh, and we've also got a Making an Impression Facebook page. If you'd like to write for the show, just get in touch. Join us next time for another Making an Impression. <laughs>